Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A very good day to you and thanks for joining the Spin the Rally Pod team for another episode. I'm rally fan Lisa Rose Sullivan taking charge ahead of the WRC Rally de Portugal that gets underway on Thursday the 19th of May. Let's take the register and check who we have in attendance on this episode. We should have Dirtfish.com senior staff writer David Evans. Yes, absolutely, Lise. Good morning. Good morning. Former motorsport team boss George Donaldson. Woohoo! I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been a while. He's been on a lengthy (laughs) field trip to a land down under. He should be back. Do we have the voice of rally, Colin Clark? Yes, good morning, Lisa. I have returned. Welcome back, Colin. Do you want to tell the class what you've been up to? Yes, yeah, I was down uh, in Tasmania, in Tasmania for for a few weeks, for Target Tasmania. It was... um, It's one of those events. It's a very, very special event. It was a sad event this year, unfortunately. We had had an accident and uh, sadly lost one of our competitors. So it was a bit of a difficult one, I'd have to say, Lise. Um... But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm back and very much looking forward to uh, to Portugal this week. Yeah, absolutely. It's always very heartbreaking uh, mm. when when we have uh, a fatality at an event. And uh, on Dirt Fish, we send our thoughts to those who. Oh God, yeah. I always hate doing that. Sorry, I've got a bit hijacked by that one there, Colin. Uh, no, sorry, Lise. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that was my fault. Uh, no, no, I, but you, do, you kind of need to mention it as well. Um, uh, best wishes to the family of those involved. Yeah, uh, so. Yes, we do send our best wishes to the families of those involved. Um, But we are here to talk about WRC Portugal. As you mentioned, Colin, it is officially Portugal Week. Hurrah! Mm, Yeah, it really is one of the the weeks that we look forward to every year, isn't it? Because it's such a special event. Um, You know, the the first proper gravel rally as well for this new generation of world rally cars. Loeb, Ogier, tremendous battles at the top of the field. WRC2 looking remarkably strong. Uh, and the weather forecast not looking too bad either. So, you know, what what is the not to look forward to about Rally Portugal? It is going to be a magnificent week. You kind of I... gone right the way through the tick list there. Have I? That David very nicely <laughs> drew up. Um, David, let's start at the beginning, shall we? We'll, we'll get to the weather. We'll get to Lobo Ogier. Mm. Um, but Portugal week, it's, uh, it is a great rally. It It is. Uh, Colin has just piqued my interest there in the the weather, so I've just had to Google the weather and just. It's <laughs> oh, the week. Come on, the... you're not going to Google the weather when you've got me here. <laughs> exactly. Cheeking <laughs> horror. Why? I've done why? all my research, guys, and 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 you're going to throw me throw me out the window, throw the baby right, no, out with the bathwater. No, no, no. Mo- moving on from the weather. Moving on from the weather. Uh, yes, Portugal. We're right, not moving Colin. on. We will be coming back to the weather. We will. Thank you, Lisa. It it is. It's just. It's one of those great events, isn't it? You know, I. It, I you talk to somebody like Gus Greensmith, who Portugal. You know, his year actually rotates around Portugal. It's his favourite rally of the season, uh, and Gus is a great guy. You know, he's super excited about the sport, but 
talking to him in Croatia, you know, we, we looked forward to the next round. What do you think about Portugal? And his eyes just lit up. And, it, and for ages, we just talked about the spectators, the atmosphere, the roads, the weather, the everything. And he said, it, it is just an absolutely magical place. And it is, you know, you walk around a service park and the place just absolutely rocks. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it's a kind of Western Europe, Finland, if you, if you like. Uh, it's, it's right up there. There was, there used to be these, there, there, were, there, there are still are the absolute great ones, the unmissables, the Argentina, the Portugal, the Finland, the Montes used to be the rally gbs um and it's yeah it's it's always a a a really really exciting week okay well that's it that that, that was the end of it that was it i mean actually fair enough it is just a brilliant event the scenery is fantastic the food's good the scenery is absolutely amazing on stages as i said already it's just george and the weather's going to be lovely david the food george the the food you you always say the food's good and the food is great the food is lovely but you get everything in portugal you do but i i you know i'm not a massive seafood fan um but uh, beyond those little um, tart things, what do you call them? The pur 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 pastel de nata. Pastel de natas, yes. Beyond those, uh, is there anything that I should be looking out for oh, in Portugal peri-peri that I've missed? Chicken? Oh, really? Yeah, peri-peri chicken. That's kind of from the south, Lisa, isn't it? Okay. That's more more the south. But uh, yeah, there's loads of beautiful stuff. The beautiful stews that they do in the north. Oh, it's um, maybe we've been taking it to the wrong places, David. I suspect well, we take, have. take them to the right places. The great thing is you drive through Matashinosh, as it's apparently called, uh, and all you can smell in the back streets is that beautiful fish cooking, which is great. Uh, and actually, we, I've got to apologise, get an apology in early to Matty here. We had a, a, a note from one of our listeners, Matty, a few weeks ago saying, please stop talking about fish cooking and talk more about rallying. So apologies, Matty. But we'll Get on with it. You took us straight there as well, didn't you? You <laughs> yes, went straight there. George, weather. What can we expect? We're we getting well, dirty. Are we um, going to get wet and dirty, as it were? Well, t- t- today and tomorrow in Porto, it, it's it, there's a little bit of rain, but it's very, mm. very small. It's tiny. Uh, the the rest of the country, in country, the, the, it's not. Um, uh, but through through this weekend, it's going to be right up. At the coast, it'll just be 23, 22, 23 degrees. In country, 28, 29 degrees. Oh, my so quite, good Lord. Quite, quite warm. Yeah, you might have to abandon nice that sunny. jumper, David. You might have nice to abandon the jumper. Definitely that jumper. That jump, the only thing that jumper's <laughs> going to do is keep the heat off you, David, and I'm afraid. And that doesn't really work, as we know. That's, so that's get on with this. We are, we are a week the, later, What does it mean we? for the stages? They'll be, they'll be in hmm. hopefully great condition. Uh, well, what was interesting, wasn't it, guys? You know, you, you look back just, and it wasn't that long ago, back to the uh, Rally de Fafe, um, and the weather was atrocious, wasn't it? Um, it absolutely battered it down, and that's kind of what you can get at this time of year. Although you're quite right, David, we're a week later, um, which moves us a little bit more into the kind of predictable territory for the weather. But, you know, George, that rain that we had, that really heavy, stormy rain, you say the roads should be in perfect condition. You know, how much does it damage the roads? How much will we see in terms of, um, you know, maybe the roads being a little bit under par? I don't know. I don't know. Is, is that just part and parcel of what they get out there and the roads deal with it? To be honest, it's been quite a while since I was there and, and even longer since I was driving over stages and, and uh, my recollections are based on a few years ago. Mm. Many of the stages were very, very well-established roads that yeah. that could survive that that you know they're they're properly engineered roads, hundreds of years old, maintained, and 
well well considered. So, uh, generally speaking, the, the the roads survive. It's the infrastructure around it that that naturally takes the hit and and mm-hmm. affects affects the rally. So, no, my my feeling is that I mean, okay, that there might be stages that are a bit coarser and and a bit damaged, but they're you know if you're going to start the stage, you're going to finish the stage. It's as simple as that. They're not going to run a stage that's going to get compromised halfway through. So it shouldn't affect the event at all. And the fact is that it's. Dry and solid. It's a hilly country, a hilly, a hilly country, um, a hilly rally uh, around the hills. Everything drains off nice and quickly. So mm. um, the, the stages are dry. And r- r- just uh, looking back to that horrendously wet um, Portugal in 2001, the last day, it, it stopped raining on the, on the Saturday night. The last day we had dusty stages. Wow. Not dusty, but they were certainly dry. They dried out and, and the, the rally was... Uh, the, the the rally ran absolutely fine on the Sunday on the last two stages. There was no mud issues. You can so, you can yeah. get that, don't you? With the, you know, with strong wind on the top of the hill and, and a bit of yeah, sunshine. So it's a windy. It, you're right there on the the Atlantic. It's it's yeah. hilly. So the forecast. You know, we're looking at I'm, I'm looking at a seven day outlook and it's looking fine. Rain today in Portugal. Rain tomorrow in Portugal. A bit overcast. Still nice and warm. Sorry, David. And uh, mm. <laughs> uh, and then nice for the rest of the week. Uh, it, but Remember, it's on the Atlantic, and and the, the weather can turn. The forecast models can fail, and it, you could get storms coming in. But at the moment, nothing forecast. And and Calais, Robin Perez chances. It's very, very, very fair to say do depend quite heavily on on that on that weather. Yeah. If, well, if, it depends on how you find the roads as well as you know as as as, as was it Colin saying about those storms. You know what have they done to the roads? Have they changed the surface? You know. Is it is it uh, is it still going to be all broken up, or is it all nicely hard packed mud with very little dust to clean on the top? It does depend um, a lot so, on their winter as well, doesn't it? How how if they've had a particularly harsh winter, will they have worked on the roads? And, and I've been I've been very remiss. I've not actually done a, a a weather record for the last six months leading up to the event. I apologise. Slacking, <laughs> slacking, absolutely no. But I, I think Calais Calais is a good place to start, though, isn't it? I mean, what what's his what's going to be his mindset going into it you know he's got a 29 well, I mean, point let, lead let's look david sorry sorry to interrupt but you know you're absolutely right but let, let's look at how many times has uh, Oje won this yeah. from the front yeah. on compromised dry roads <laughs> oh, david, me, yeah? david are we keeping you awake david evans yeah a little bit sleepy there yeah, yeah. no you're, oh you're right george well, but, but, equally. But, that, but i actually think that david's kind of well we've we've all kind of got a point here because we've almost got two Two points of focus, haven't we? <laughs> how Cali Robin Perra is going to compete and what's going to happen between Ogier and Loeb. So it's, it's yeah. easy to see how right. the eye is drawn one way mm-hmm. and the I, other way. I, I talked a lot in, in Croatia about this being Cali's the final challenge for Cali because we've seen him win on snow, we've seen him win on tarmac, we've seen him win on gravel. He is pretty much the all-round driver, but can he win from the front on a warm, dry gravel rally in the way that we saw, you know, Marcus Gronon could, Loeb could, Ogier could, De Great could um, mm. manage that, that disadvantage uh, of cleaning the road. It, it is a mindset thing. It is, it, you know, as well as having the ability to, 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 to run the tyres in the way that Ogier notoriously or famously could, uh, mm. you've got to get it into your head that, yes, I will lose this time, but I can manage it. Um, David, you, we don't have to go back too far for a reference for that. I, I think we only really have to go back to the last stage, to the power stage in Croatia. Your stage that, that really 
you know, okay, it's different. And you know, we're, not, we're not talking running order there, but we're talking about you know, a perceived disadvantage. He's on the wrong tyres. The road's deteriorating. Um, you know, he shouldn't be able to win this rally from this position on those tyres. And he did the almost impossible because, as you say, in his mind, he knew he could do it. And I suspect it's a similar thing with running first on the road. You know, I, I suspect that nothing phases this kid. What he did in Croatia, for me, was nothing short of remarkable. It was one of the greatest stages, single stages we've seen in many, many years. Um, and I think it showed, I think it showed his, his self-belief and his self-confidence. Now, if he can, if he can transfer that self-belief and self-confidence, and I, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't, into that running first on the road position, he's very, very capable of doing what, what Ogier did so often, what Loeb managed to do in his career, and, and keeping himself there or thereabouts. I, I'm not sure, to be totally honest with you, that he can win it, but I, I'm pretty certain he can be there or thereabouts and, and give himself a chance of winning it. Um, you know, I, I, don't think, I don't think we're going to see him dropping bucket loads of time. I don't know, might be proven wrong, but I don't think so. I, I think you're driving. right, Cole. I think you're absolutely right. I think, but equally, I think there were, uh, I don't know, did that stage come to him? Not, it uh, didn't come to him, but it dried a little bit in Croatia. A little bit. Um, mm. But, you know, I mean, the, the difference there in Croatia was if you, he absolutely said before the stage, that's it, you know, I'm not going to take any chances. We're here. We can take the points for second. Um, and then he just hung it all out, didn't he? As he got into mm. it, the, the car, it, everything worked. That was 14 kilometers. There were a couple of moments in there that were that were quite mm. sizable. That's 14k to do that over 124k yeah. leg is it's difficult. And I'm not talking about continually driving on the limit. I'm just talking about continually having that presence of mind, not to let anything get to you. And actually, I think you are right. I think he's got his his mindset is so different to to any other young driver that we're seeing uh, and, and at, you- at the moment. And I think almost different, it's, it's, it's a big call to make, but different really to anything we've seen for a very long time because what I took out of that stage in Croatia was that he responds differently and reacts differently to those moments. As you say, there were one or two big moments which you know, 99.9% of drivers would say, oh, hang on a minute, I've, mm. I've done the hard work this weekend. I'm going to throttle back. You know, it gives you that, that heart-in-the-mouth moment, you know, that, mm. that funny feeling in your tummy. With him, it doesn't seem to affect him. It's, it's a strange thing. He seems to be able to drive through it without really having to, to give it a second thought. And, and, and yeah, that'll stand him in good stead, but, but you're right. It's a, it's, a, it's a mammoth opening first day, um, and, and it is going to be a struggle for him. It, it is. But it equally, if, if George's weather is just slightly out and it does rain quite heavily mm. on the first two day, on the first two days of the recce, so sort of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then it could change. It could, but equally, mm. it could dry. Maybe we mm. should move on from the weather. Sorry, Lise, we're we'll banging yes. on about the weather a little well, bit. Well, I was going to kind of segue into road position. Mm. Yes. Because so, Ogier is starting eighth on the road. So is oh, that going to be a massive advantage to him? Is that going to be less of an advantage? Loeb starting, is it fourth on the road? See, this, again, uh, you said there were sorry, two points. No, fourth. There were two, fourth, there were two, there okay. were two points of focus. Fourth, yes. Actually, there's not. There's three points of focus because I was guilty of, of exactly this. We've all talked about the fact that Loeb's uh, fourth and Ogier's eighth. But who is, you know, the, the, the man in absolutely the box seat is actually sitting 12th on the road, and that's Danny Sordo. Okay, so yeah. he doesn't have a huge yeah. amount of experience with the car. In fact, he has no experience with the car competitively. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's a great place. And get this, here's my stat of the week. 
Danny Sordo has led Rally Portugal for f- four of the last six starts in Portugal. Is that right? That might yeah. hang on a sex stand line caller. I'll just have to check that again. I think it's three <laughs> or four. He's led it a lot. <laughs> By the end of the first day, David. Is that one of those stats that you keep reading but you can't quite believe it's true, so Uh, you have to go back and read it again? Yeah, I don't know where I've written it the first time. I wrote that down somewhere. (laughs) But but you're quite right, David. But but here's the thing, you know, while you're looking that up, it's not so long ago that Andrea Damo said, you know, rotating drivers won't work with these new cars um, because they will take so much getting used to and learning. Uh, And we've got Obviously, Danny coming into this car for the first time against other drivers who have been in the car. Well, okay, Lobanoje just the once, but the others three times. I mean, how much is that going to disadvantage him, and how much will that compromise maybe the advantage he gets from his road position? It it, it will, won't it, George? You know, George, when you're driving, having to regenerate and deploy the the hybrid and and the elect, the, elect, the the battery and everything. I was going to say the electricity, taking us back to the 20th century. I deploy the electricity. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Not entirely sure. I decided to do a northern accent as well. Apologies. (laughs) Ah, Because that's where the other electricity (laughs) lies. Exactly. Um, It's it's never easy, is it? And Portugal is a far from straightforward rally. You know, you've got a lot of corners on crests, and it's just a really technical... David, um, again... Not having had the advantage of being in a position to ask the questions that you quite clearly are not asking, um, the, 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 the hybrid system sorts itself out. You know, the, the driver's manual input into it, they can basically switch it on and off in a stage and that's it. No, no, no. You deploy uh, the hybrid with your throttle on most of the cars, I think. So if you give it 100% yeah, throttle when you've got yeah. full boost, then you're going to get only... everything. And if you come off the yeah. throttle for a second, you lose it. So there is, you know, there's a huge amount of thinking still has to go into into the where where you're actually using it, and you know, yeah, you can turn it off, but you turn everything off then, and that, you know, that yeah. is, I would be amazed to see anybody turning it off in, I, in Portugal. I, I believe that the whole experience for drivers is is, I mean, there's there's always the considered approach uh, and the managed approach, uh, but. I think it. I think it's more visceral than that. I think it's just actually, you know, ah, here's somewhere I can use it full power. Um, you, you know, there's only about what is there? Is there twelve seconds or fifteen seconds of boost? It's very little. It's very yeah. short. You've got to use it. I, you know, I think it's when you're ten. coming into I... fast sections, ten seconds. Yes, yeah, mm. it's tiny. Uh, and and of course, it's going to make a difference. Uh, you know, we we know that is, you know, it's a, it's a hundred a hundred kilowatt boost. So. Uh, I don't think I don't think the management of it will affect Lobanoje too much. Um, I, I genuinely don't. No, I was talking about Sordo. Sordo, talking about Sordo being first in the first sorry. event in the car. Well, Danny's a super experienced driver, and I, I think you'll figure this one out quite quickly. There might be an element of getting it into the getting it into the fibre of your body so that everything's mm. automatic. But but like I say, Danny's he's got that experience. He'll he'll have that ability to to refocus his requirement, and and I think he'll manage it just fine. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll overly compromise his event. Ultimately, okay. yeah, it might make it might make fifteen twenty seconds difference to his performance at the end of the rally, perhaps. Um, if 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 it wasn't you know if if he wasn't dialed in as well as the next guy, that's how that that's the margins I would see. And that can be enough to put you from first to fourth, 
you know, mm. on, on any in any rally. So uh, yeah, so it might affect the result, but I think it'll be minimal. And I, I would like to think that he, he'll be diligent enough to figure it out. It's just a matter of a personal reset. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and he's had, he's had quite a bit of testing. But David, yeah. you know, obviously you, you you spoke to the guys a lot in Croatia, but you know, should we still be asking questions about Hyundai or not? You know, is that maybe yeah, the bigger question? Is that the bigger question about yeah. about Sordo? Yeah, you know, because is, is, sorry, go. No, no, I was just going to say because you know we know Sordo's got the ability, we know that he's got the experience, we know that he's got the road position. Um, you know, the Hyundai certainly looked better in Croatia, but you know, are they going to continue that forward and, and give Sordo that opportunity to make the most of all those things? No, I, I, I honestly right. don't think wow. they are. That's Sim- a big shout. Simply wow. because they, the, the real struggle for Hyundai is, as we discussed last week yeah. and the week before, George, is that they, they spent, they were so far behind with the car that they developed the gravel car a little bit and then suddenly mm. you kind of looked at the, at the calendar and you've got Monty. And you've got Croatia, two tar- essentially tarmac rallies out of the first three. So they have to switch to focus completely to developing a tarmac car. Now, wow. since since Croatia, really, since so since Sweden, we've had Croatia. So in, in a sort of 12-week window, they haven't actually done any significant gravel development because they can't now. Mm. You know, if A, because the, the road that they use now in Finland for their, their permanent test site is frozen. It's completely that was, do you think that was a mistake? Do you think that was a, an oversight? I, but how can we say it's a mistake, Cole? Because I don't you, know. you look at you look at the one team. The one team has done that is Toyota, uh, and they've mm. succeeded, haven't they? They've they've yeah. absolutely made it work for them. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a mistake, but it has meant that they can't they can't do any any good gravel running. Um, mm. I think they've been guys, they've been what, to. What you, we're missing we're missing a trick here, guys. The, uh, the C- Croatia wasn't really asphalt. It was more gravel than anything else. And Hyundai <laughs> did quite well, thanks very much. But it wasn't a gravel setup car, was it, George? No. no, no, it wasn't. But I mean, you're not you're not going to change the you know the, the geometry doesn't change vastly. I think the car's going to be okay, guys. I don't think it's going to be. Um, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's 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 moved on. The 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 fi- fixed quite a lot on it. I mean, time will tell. But but I don't think it's going to be so bad. I mean, and all the asphalt testing they did. I mean, it's, basically, that was just for Monte Carlo Rally, wasn't it? Because Croatia was a rally cross at best, a gravel mm. rally at worst, um, and and all the all the all the better for it as well. Well, not all the better for it, but you know, it's entertaining for it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, I I disagree. So honestly, I don't I, I don't believe struggle. that I don't believe they'll be I... too far away. But hey, look, the first couple of stages will tell us. We've got they've got fairly reasonable uh, running. Uh, running order for for Danny obviously and and for Otto it's not in bad bad condition place. either yeah, yeah. Mm. so but, you know wait, wait and see we don't we, we we shouldn't speculate too much based on we don't so have enough data for, to speculate yeah <laughs> yeah but we don't have enough data to speculate intelligently okay. on that one, okay so then let's that, let's move aside from the car and let's mm. actually take a look at Hyundai because to me that is not a team that is sitting pretty right now. You know, they I agree. Look, at, look at Thierry's event in Croatia. What an absolute mess of yeah. of fines, of madness, of just it was bonkers that event. It was him. the messiest thing, wasn't it, David? It, it was the messiest, yeah. messiest thing. But do you know what? And and I, I said this, I was astonished they went to Monte Carlo without a team principal. I was absolutely flabbergasted in Sweden. And it was perplexing that by, but, you know, Croatia they didn't have a boss. I think just, it all comes from the top. They've got one. They've got one. Julian he will not move. They, they I, I really it. hope so. I really I, hope so. I really I, hope so. I absolutely can't see them changing that now. Yeah. Why would yeah. you? 
you know, why, well, why would you know? He, not, he's done, a, he's done a, a good job. I don't think, from the feeling in the team, he's not a leader in the same way that Andrea Adamo was, uh, and few no. people are. Uh, and I think yeah. there have been times in the last three or four months that they've needed a really strong leader to put his arms, mm. her arms around them and mm. say, right, this is the direction we're going in. Um, and, and perhaps Julian hasn't, hasn't done that or doesn't have the ability to do that, but he has the ability from an engineering perspective. You know, what we need now is to stop pontificating and have, either give the guy the job or, Correct. like you say, bring somebody else in because yeah. continually writing deputy is mm. a nonsense. Um, mm. But you know, I'm I'm intrigued as well to know what the what the changes from Korea because obviously we've got um, a new president uh, in that. What does all of this mean, and how unsettling is it um, for a team? You look at Toyota, you look at M Sport, nothing's changed. Uh, yeah. They've got Yerry Matty, they've got Tom Fowler, they've got Yamo Leighton, and they've got Kai Lindstrom, um, and away we go. Um, and and M Sport, it's Malcolm and Rich, isn't it? Uh, and Chris Williams, obviously. I, I, I think Hyundai's performance in uh, in Croatia was remarkable, guys. I it, think the result was was, was, was a, was a, a result was... underlined a, a, an operation that was working very very well, and the degree of tenacity that was exercised. Okay, Thierry got over enthusiastic. He got fines. He had problems. He managed to deal with a, a lot of them. Uh, but um, uh, why, if your operation is running well, George, why do you need tenacity? Well, if your operation's running well, why don't you have a team boss? Why are you guys, pontificating? Guys, get, 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 get real with this. Uh, okay, so they maybe didn't have the fastest car going into the event, but they finished they finished up second and third. That's a remarkable result. That means that enough things went right. More things went right than wrong. You're focusing on the things that went wrong. Hell of a lot of things went right there. That's a great result for a team that's maybe not right on their right. on the toes of their feet. That's a remarkable result. And and as I said, as I said a couple of weeks ago, I still think it's probably yeah. one of Ottanak's finest drives. Well, because George, he, he pulled I, it. He pulled it out of nowhere. But this and he is just the point. Stuck to it. This is the point. The point is, and Adamo said this many, many times that Thierry Neuville's performances, uh, you know, made the team look good. He outperformed really what he should be able to do. And I think it was the same with 100%. with Tanak. I think it was the same with Tanak. Uh, David, you wrote a good piece about it saying, you know, has he lost it? He clearly hasn't. You know, I think Tanak no. and Neuville's performances were exceptional in Croatia. I'm not sure the team and the car's performance was exceptional. I'm really not sure. No. I think it's, no, it's way too early to say that. Way, way too early. Um, you know, I, I, I am still, I think the whole situation is bizarre. It's utterly bizarre. You know, if Monse, as you say, David, is the, 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 the chosen one, just bloody well announce it. Just yeah. give them the authority. And it's you know what? Sometimes it's about it's about how you present yourself. It's not about what you do. You know, if if he changes his title today, it doesn't necessarily change what his powers are, what he, his decision making process is. It doesn't change any of that. But it's the perception. It's the outside perception. This is a team that now knows what it's doing. This is a team that's got direction. This is a team that is moving forward. Right now, they're a team that are still very much in a state of. Well, you know, uncertainty and flux, aren't they? You know, because they don't have a boss. And I, and I think it's just utterly, utterly bizarre. Yeah, I, I would I have to say I would agree with all of that. 
I think they. Well, I would uh, just disagree with it all. So just, just, just to be different. There you go. Well, I'm going to I just, shuffle I've never on. heard. I've never heard such a load of claptrap in my life. There you I'm go. shuffling it. I'm shuffling it on because I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree there because we've got quite Excellent. a lot on our, our schedule. And I'm going to just jump down a couple of points, David. While while we're on this, I'm going to talk about the WRC two field because it's yes. massive it, in it Portugal. It is absolutely enormous. Uh, there's, the, but uh, you know, always these days, WRC two is big. Um, but it, it's big and it's it's absolute quality. The thing that we've got here, obviously, is uh, the championship leader and defending champion Andreas Mickelson back, um, leading the field away in his top sport Skoda. For me, it's going to be absolutely fascinating because we've got we've got Mickelson yep. now, we've got Tamu Sunan out for the first time, uh, we've got Oliver Solberg uh, in a in a Rally Two car for the first time this year. A big, big ask of, of Oliver Solberg f- for me to, mm-hmm. to take him out of the factory car, essentially put a target on his back uh, and, ch- <laughs> and chuck him into uh, the lion's den that is WRC2. So mm. at every turn, you know, Johan Rossell there, Chris Ingram, Jan Solens, Camille, there's such quality all the way down. I think it was Luke that, that um, I don't know if he said this on air last week, but uh, our, our deputy editor Luke Barry was talk- I was talking to him about this, and and he said, you know, you keep looking down, and eventually you get all the way down to um, to Martin Prokop, who is car thirty nine yes. on the road. You know, Prokop yes. is a super experienced, yeah. a really quick driver, and he said, you you look down, and you think, crikey, that's a long way down, but then you look at the guys above him, and you think, oh, actually, that's probably about right, and that's a reflection. Mm-hmm. Of uh, of yeah, a, a great great field, um, and to pick a, a winner from that. You'd go with the obvious. You'd go with Andreas Mikkelsen, who's who's gone well, got bags of experience in in Portugal. But there are so many guys. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say we've got Bruno Magalhães. So you've got local local yeah. knowledge from him. Uh, you've got Armin Kremer. You have got Kaitan Kaitanovic. Stefan Lefebvre. You know, it's yeah, just he's gone well. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. a fantastic list. Benito Guerra. Yeah, yeah, Benny. There's, and experience. There's there's, there's, there's lots. Um, Eric Camelie. Yeah. It's it's going to be a, a great race, uh, and mm. and there are guys there. Like I say, if you were Oliver Solberg, you would look at this one of two ways. You'd think I'm going to get in there and boss this, and I'm going to show. And he's you know he's run neck and neck with with Mickelson in the past. Can he do it in a Hyundai? I'm not sure because patently you know we do know that the the i20 is not really in this. It's no, not you, it's not you, a Skoda yeah. Fabia. No, it's not. Hundred percent not score to Fabia. So yeah, I, I think it's a big ask for him, David. I, I really do. But it's for, for me, it's a really good test for him. You know, Oliver had a difficult year last year, didn't he? Mm. Um, and and what we want to see, and you know, difficult years are all part and parcel of it. Yeah. Um, but what you want to see is you want to see drivers learning from the mistakes, learning from the adversity. Um, and it will be really interesting to see what his approach is. You know, that, right. does he just go out there as you say and 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 say, okay, I'm going to absolutely blitz this? Does he say, well, we'll just, you know, it's, it's about experience. I'm going to be around for a few more years. I need to learn these stages. Uh, I don't want to embarrass myself, but, you know, um, uh, I, I don't have to prove anything. It'll be interesting to see his mindset before the event. That's, that's um, what he has to do, Cole, for me. You know, because yeah. for sure there's one guy that is going to be absolutely desperate to beat him, and that's Tamu Sunanen. Same car, you know, equal, pretty equal place on the road. Tamu will be absolutely gunning for him. Uh, and Oliver just needs to say, on you go, son. You know, you just crack on because I've got a contract in my pocket. I'm not yeah. going to make any mistakes. If I finish top six, happy days. Yeah. I've bagged some experience of the road. 
the worst thing Oliver can do is get drawn into a fight and chuck it off. Absolutely. Yeah. But do you know what? I'd, I'd put my money on Solberg every day of the week right now. Sunanen has a lot to prove, an awful, awful lot to prove yet. Um, and um, I, I'd put my money on Solberg in that one every day of the week, every day of the week just now. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's really, really interesting when, when, as you say, you go down that list. Uh, you know, you go even further down and you start looking at, um, uh, what do we call it these days? Help me out. Is it WRC3 or is we it juniors? We have got WRC3, yeah. You know, we, we got juniors. Did, did just, by the way, you know, because I know we're going to quickly mention Azores. You know what? This kind of entry list, the WRC2 entry list for Portugal, is what the ERC dreams about, isn't it? It's what they dream about and it's what they missed. You know, yeah. the, the names just weren't really there at the Azores at the weekend. Um, not the Azores, where was it? It was in Canaries. Uh, Canaries Canary Island. Canaries. But, yeah. but Canary. I'm looking down and the name that jumps out at me, because I don't know if you boys saw it, I'm sure you did, is uh, John young Armstrong. John Armstrong. My good <laughs> God. My good that God. That was a proper one, wasn't it? <laughs> but how you watch it and, and you're... you're your heart's in your mouth every time you watch it and you know he's okay. You know, it's one of those where you think, oh my God, what if? And it's one of those where, George, you're an engineer. You look at that arm coat and you think, what a beautifully designed bit of safety kit that is. Mm. You know, you I look at how far out exactly it went. The same, yeah. You yeah, look how far exactly it went and it didn't give. It didn't, it, 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 you know, it, it, it took the impact. It you know, went as far as it could and it pinged him back. My goodness me. Oh, dear me. But, you know, how, how will Armstrong bounce back? That, that for me, will be a, another interesting test for him. Remember, he had a massive crash in Sweden a couple of years ago, didn't he? And he came back nicely from that. So it'll be interesting There's, to see how he comes back. Sh- the one thing we can be sure WRC2 is going to give us uh, this weekend is massive amounts of drama, carnage. Oh, and one or, so. one or two drivers will shine at the end that'll, that'll just be obviously, look at those guys, they pinned it right from the start. They kept their head at the start, and lo and behold, it's uh, there they are at the finish. But the pace will be high. The pace will George, be high. that is absolutely... going to have to force yeah. it. But that's bang on. You know, we've, we've seen this before. We've seen really good, strong WRC2 entry lists with you know, maybe eight or ten names. You think, actually, just about any one of those could win. Within a very short period of time, it becomes a two- or three-horse race because of attrition, because of you know the, the complexities of the rallies. And I, I suspect... The same thing will happen here. I, I suspect it'll be the, perhaps, you know, if you're looking for a podium result from some of these guys, the likes of Ingram, I suspect it's going to be a steady approach that gets them that result at the end of the rally. It, yeah. it, it, it has does, to be. Does John Armstrong have a second car, does he? No, John, John Armstrong's is, WRC. It's yeah. WRC3. It's a three. It was, yeah, a, it was a, 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 he's, he's WRC3, but, or, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but will, will, will he have another car? Yeah, they will. They will have a car for him. He's it was. It was a. It was, um, it was a rally two car, wasn't it? In the in the Canaries, wasn't it? Oh, of was it course, rally? it was. Yeah, I think it was a rally two car. I think, I think it was. you're right. Yeah. Uh, can I just well, ask yeah. a question? Can anybody tell well, me about was, McRae? Can, can anyone tell me about McRae Kimathi and Mwangi Kioni, the Kenyan pair that we've got in WRC three? I, I haven't. That name hasn't. But what a name, <laughs> McRae no, no, well, well, Kimathi. Yeah, they made their debut in Sweden, least of all places, didn't they? Um, and and they were, you know, he's an absolute delight, George. I'm sure you, you met him last year out in Kenya. He's an absolute delight. He's a very, very enthusiastic, very uh, well-presented young man. Um, and he's got some talent, you know, and he's got some, some bravery as well, you know, to take yeah, on the first name. event. Well, the, con- the conditions, the conditions the in uh, Portugal will not be too alien to him at all. He should, this will be his chance to start to 
show his performance and maybe you know get the measure of some of his competitors and, and you know start mm. to put himself up there. He's, mm. he, of course, it's just an experience year for him gathering it all, but this is the point where you actually start to say, well, you've you've got you've got a start in this. Where can well, you go from here? These conditions are are, are your territory. It's great mm-hmm. to see a World Rally Championship event with representatives from Africa. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, Very he's, important. He's, he's 100%, 100% right there. Well, just to say, John Armstrong was a, yeah, it was a rally four car. Right, uh, four car. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, he, so wow. No, he, he'll have no Thank bother in, uh, in being there. Yeah. Right. Good. I'm curious about 50th, cent, 50th anniversary celebrations, David, on our list. Are we having a party? We certainly are. <clears throat> or, yeah. There is oh. a party in Portugal on Wednesday night to celebrate. This is the 50th year. Obviously, WRC started in 1973. <coughs> I'm always a little bit curious, though. Is this the 50th year? Or this is the 50th year, but <laughs> it's not the 50th birthday, is it? Because that's the 50th be the year. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, so like when anyway, you tip over into 50, you're actually yeah. in your 60th decade, that kind of thing. Or sixth decade, right? six, six. There's, no, there's not many 600-year-olds <laughs> around. <is there? laughs> uh, but yeah, exactly. Oops. So, But ultimately, who cares? There's a whole bunch of mm. former world champions coming to Portugal, uh, and it will be an absolute delight to see them them there. Um, so, you have pastries yeah, coming out your ears. A hundred percent. As it'll be a regular day for me, that day. But it'll be great. <laughs> can I? Can I just? Can I? Can I I'm not going to deviate too much this time, David. But I'm going to to blow a little bit of hot air talking about the fiftieth anniversary. Uh, Michel Mouton's going to be there, obviously. Yeah. Um. And and some wonderful cars as well. Mm. Uh, do you know? Um. In, in because I, I have had a little dose of the uh, the Lerona. Um. And what was at the telly on it about lunchtime the other day, and I was just flicking through the channels. I thought. That sounds like David Evans. And it was that wonderful documentary with Michelle Mouton. Um, the right. Queen of Speed, I think it's called, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Queen Which you Speed. did. And you, yeah, you featured heavily in. Um, you know, it was great from a Portugal point of view, looking back to Portugal, but it was great looking back at the championship and back to the days when, okay, Mouton was, was, was uh, still in its relative infancy, wasn't it, the world championship? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, it was, know, sort of it, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was a great documentary. That's all I wanted to say. That's my deviation gone. Right back to the script. And where did you watch it? Is it available? I watched it on Sky. Then. I think it was on Sky Docs or something. David, you, when, when did you film that? Uh, when I can't remember. It, obviously, you, you, everything was set back a little bit by COVID, but it's been yeah. a process of the last eighteen months. I think yeah. it is one of those Sky documentaries. <laughs> Yeah, you, um, you, were, you were in a cafe somewhere with your notebook, the ubiquitous notebook, and David, yes. and the jumper, obviously. <laughs> the jumper, the, jumper, it, the notebook. I'm glad you got dressed. It's, it's an absolute joy, though, isn't it, to talk about people like oh. Michelle and to talk about those those days. Uh, I don't think we will ever tire um, no. of, of talking about those days. And, and one thing I kind of hope is that as, as generations roll by, people will talk in the same terms as hopefully this generation certainly the 17 to 21 cars uh yeah. they they were just unbelievable as well you know without a doubt the fastest uh the fastest rally cars ever made uh and it remains to be seen whether these the current rally one cars will they become the fastest cars uh we'll, we'll and, see and but great generations for me, for me what marked out the kind of 17 to 21s was that first year david it was yeah. 17 the, the year that we so many you know, we, we'd come up so many different winners. For me, we'd come off of domination almost two decades or a decade and a half of domination from, from two drivers. 
and and effectively one you know, manufacturer uh, as well one VW. manufacturer yeah vw and before that citroen uh, and then all of a sudden with these 17 cars uh, it's a situation that we could only dream about you know you've got i think it was eight winners wasn't it yeah in that season it was seven or eight winners um and for me that that really was such a big turning point and and it, it kind of reignited the whole championship i remember that year you know the 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 rallies that we went to the organizers all reporting a massive uptake in ticket sales and interest and I, I think it was, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was from our point of view, it was a great time. And hopefully, as you say, people will look back uh, and uh, and appreciate what we had then. Yeah. And, and there's absolutely no reason. You talk to people like Chris Williams and Tom Fowler and Christian Laurier, the, the technical directors, the, the real brains behind these cars. There will be an evolution over the next, at the moment, we've got a three-year homologation cycle. There will be an evolution. These cars will get quicker. Um, and quite possibly we will have, these cars will become quicker. It's all mm. up to whether the the hybrid can overcome the the power boost that they give. Can that overcome the weight uh, implications of another hundred kilos in the car? I'm sure they will. My prediction, my prediction is yes, <laughs> it will. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, well, it right, happened with right. it happened with uh, with Formula E, didn't it? They they very rapidly overcame the kind of the early issues mm. that they had. Um, so yeah, there's no reason to think that with. This is the great thing, isn't it, about actually, when you're talking about theory and you're talking about, you know, potentially we could do this and that and whatever, if it's potential, you're not testing it. The fact is we're out there, you know, 12, 13 times a year, 14 times a year, whatever it might be, uh, and we're, you know, we're actually testing these things in the real environment, and there's no better way of developing them than being out there testing them in competition. So I think we'll see rapid progress, rapid progress. I think you're right, Georgie. Well. Yep, mm-hmm. and I, I know who's going to be at the the vanguard this weekend. I'm going to do something very, very rare here. I'm going to predict the winner right now. Ah, so am I. Go on, I've got a one, two, three I, I, as well. It's, it's uh, Elfin Evans. Yeah, Elfin Evans. It, you know, it, it's mm. uh, his luck has to change a little bit, but but like we like we know, you make your own luck. But I think he's in the ideal position. He's got the pace. He's got the car. Mm. I think he should. I he think should, you're right, George. Uh, he should. He should walk right. away with this one. That the, there's 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 lots of there's lots of uh, jokers in the pack that could upset that, of course. But he's never been in a stronger position than mm. right now. Mm. Um, despite well, what's well, going to happen at the front of the field and at the front of the championship, he can uh, he can actually pull something out special this weekend. And you know what? When he does that, when he does that, and he goes into that last stage, and the temptation is not to take those power points, just go for it, Elf, and just show us, just show us. just put yeah. it to bed. There you are. There's a win. Mm. And and there's the PowerPoints as well. You know, I've, I've got the bottle to do the whole thing. I'm not going to be sensible here. I'm going to take it. Yeah, and I think I'm sure that the the Toyota team had a little bit of a word with with Cali after Croatia to say, look, you you really didn't need to do that. Ah, but it just felt right. Yeah, but you don't get away with it all the time. What two big moments on that last stage? You said David, wasn't it? Yeah, there were a couple. You had. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, you you get away with it sometimes, but that's the sort of thing that makes a champion. And you know, I'm not decrying it in any way. It's all about surviving it, and I'm sure in the car it felt okay to him, and that's where that's where Elfin needs to find himself this weekend, and I genuinely hope he does. Mm. He needs to he needs yeah. to get himself back into the frame because he's 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 you know you're uh, one short year and you can rapidly become uh, 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 an also ran. You know, I mean, just just look at WRC two. There's a lot of guys there fighting to get back into the main championship. Uh, They've mm. got the collateral. But the opportunity is not there, and it's very difficult to. No matter how well you show yourself in WRC two, um, it's a big step for a team to take when there's plenty of other drivers around that are going to give you reliable results. I mean, look at Danny Sordo. Dan, Danny's you know not 
not a regular event winner, but he's always there in the championship points. Be dead easy to put him to the side and take a young driver uh, in long term. That makes sense, but actually, um, in the medium term, Danny always delivers. In the short term, Danny, you know, delivers regularly, and uh, uh, I celebrate his career absolutely, and I, I think he's a fabulous bloke as well. Besides, but that's, do you know George? Almost anyway, word for word. Point being, is Elfin needs to do it. Almost word for word, that's exactly what I asked Adamo last week. What is it about Sordo? Why do why does he keep coming back? Why do, why obviously Andrea was 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 part of the decision process to bring Andrea in for this year, and he said it's quite simple. He'll bring points. You can almost mm-hmm. guarantee him at yeah. the end of the event with great points from a manufacturer. And he's he's in such a good place right now, isn't he? Yeah. You know, for, for for a while he was trying to prove himself and he wanted to win more events, wasn't allowed to in the early days in certain events against Loeb. Um, you know, and, and there was a bit of uncertainty for a while. He now knows where he's at, you know, and I, my understanding is a couple of years ago he was offered a full time contract and he said, No, I'm quite happy doing the five or six events a year. He is so comfortable where he's at, he's so comfortable with his ability. Uh, and I think it's a great place for Sordo. But, you know, with, with talking about the, the, the predictions, George, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I'm going to go with a 1-2-3 for Toyota. But I think Ogier is going to win it. I think Ogier, eighth on the road, um, I think he is going to win it. He, he's, he's, uh, uh, he's got nothing to lose. He's got no pressure on him. I think Ogier will win it. And then, then it'll be somewhere, I suspect, Elvin second. And I'm going to go Cali in third because I think he just has something really special about him just now. And he can mm, overcome... Yeah. Those road position issues. So you notice my, I my, didn't do a top three myself. To well, well, no, I disagree with you at all. Well, it's 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 you know the, the one yeah. two three for any one team is 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 always you know it only comes up doesn't it in in certain circumstances and I think the circumstances this week are potentially right for a one two three for Toyota um, with with Elvin's road position with Ogier's road position and with Rovin Perez remarkable self belief just now for me there is the potential for a one two three so. I'm going to take it while the opportunity is there and go for it. Yep. Mm. Just, Good for you. <clears throat> just, uh, just before we go, I think it is worth. David, just... did you just, did, did you and I just sidestep that and just leave those two to it? A, a little bit, yeah, because I yeah. just looked back to the email that I sent to um, to Alice De Lindsay, uh, a colleague who um, who compiles our top threes for social. Uh, and as much as I was extolling the virtues of Elvin Evans there, I actually put him third. Uh, in that prediction, so, so so that prediction went Tanak Ogier Evans. Um, so maybe I turn that on its head. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, I but... don't care about road position because uh, I'm I'm just I'm just going to chuck it out there. Kalarov and Pera is extraordinary. I know Ooh. I know he's running first on the road, but anything can happen with that young man, Ooh. and he's got nothing to prove because so him, everyone's expecting him to just clean the road. So he's first. Who's second and thirdly? Well, I don't know. I haven't thought that far. <laughs> just before we go um one it, we talked briefly about canaries there um yes. it, it was a a great win for nil solens uh and a very close event ultimately from efren mm-hmm. lorena uh just 11 seconds if you thought that was close uh lorena to Johan bonato was just 0.1 of a second bonato finishing third oh. uh so good wow. yeah good good bit of competition <laughs> like you say Cole. they they are lacking yeah. The 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 strength in depth in terms of um of of machinery and and perhaps names, but it you know ERC is an evolving championship as we know. New promoter for this year, WRC promoter in charge. 
so let's let's wait and see. But it's a great uh, event, the Canaries. I've been there twice for that one, mm-hmm. and it's a nice compact event as well. Um, but I did notice, and hopefully this will change um, for both stagings of the rally. It was it was kind of a surprise to anybody who was on the island uh, on holiday, kind of thing. There wasn't a lot of um, song and dance about the fact that there was an event taking place, which I thought was um, undersold. Uh, yeah, mm. it, yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I wasn't there. Uh, how big? <laughs> Grand Canaria is not huge, though, is it? You couldn't really miss no. it. Well, no, but it, <laughs> but it was one of those that the, you know there wasn't enough. I don't think there was enough branding up and around. Because uh, genuinely, you'd see people standing on the beach going, "What was that?" Or you know, mm. when we were out because we were out filming it, and and people didn't know. And then they said, "Oh, oh, where can I go and watch it?" And you think, "Well, the stages are finished for the day." So uh, that that kind of element of engagement if, needs to be stepped up. If you were standing at the bottom of that hill, looking up and saw that arm go bend, you would have certainly yes. said, "What was that?" Yeah. Wouldn't you? What what was that? What was that? What was that? Just one, just before we do go, George, one very quick one for you. So we know that that armco is there because there would have been a mighty big drop, as as Ari Vatten would have said. John Armstrong's clothes would have been out of fashion by the time he reached the bottom. Um, (laughs) But what psychologically, what does that do to you as a driver? Do you just forget it? You know, you put it behind you. What drop? You know, there was no drop because of the armco. How do you deal with that as a driver? Uh, some some drivers deal with it very well. Some some don't manage it uh, mm. so easily. Um, just as simple as that. You know, John yeah, exactly. John's a uh, you know John John was a rally driver who became a, 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 a an E star, wasn't it? That's what, we call, what do we call it? The E sports. E sports. Yeah. Mm. And and uh, and you know he's he's managed to translate that back again into into a proper uh, a proper effort on on rallies. Uh, look, you bounce back from those things. It's okay. It's it's fine. I mean, I I looked at that video three or four times to see quite what went wrong, and I, I couldn't decide whether it was a a, a late note or whether he mm. just missed a break. Or I mean, I'm not wanting to compromise, and I I couldn't figure it out. So. Um, but certainly, was an odd one, certainly he was so the corner too damn fast then. Anyway, well, that was it. Sure. He was so much massively quick, fast. Wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it, was, uh... it was it was a bit quick. Anyway, you and can I, be, it, you can be happy about <clears> that. <throat> How I much mean, do we think he's, he's got? It, 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 take it, take the strength out of it. He now knows that that crash barriers stop you stop you from a massive yeah. mistake. So he <clears> puts <throat> him puts him in an even better right. position than he was before. There's the strength out of it. How much? How much do we think he's fed up with people saying, "Ah, you can't press the reset button this time, can you?" <laughs> that that must is that really that northern annoying. accent again, David? No, that is was that more a... of a sort of a sort of techy kind of nerdy kind. Of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think he wants to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Can we alienate any or, any more people on today's podcast? Probably can. I think in that case, that's all for now. Is yeah, perhaps a good place to stop that. Um, don't forget, you can keep up to speed with all the comings and goings in Portugal over on dirtfish.com as well as the runnings at this weekend's Oregon Trail Rally. Also, David referred to it. Read Andrea and Damo's thoughts on Danny Sordo ahead of WRC Portugal. Keep in touch with us at Dirtfish Rally. That's the best way to get in touch. But all I can say is enjoy Portugal. Thanks, Thanks Lise. Thanks, Lise. Thanks, Lise. Thank you for that. Have a great Bye-bye. one.